Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender, Season 2, Episode 19, titled The Guru. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. They missed an opportunity by not calling this the Eastern Air Temple. I'm just saying. But that's neither here nor there. I adore everything about this episode. Like, literally every single second of it. It is so goddamn incredible. Like, I don't think this is top 10 best Avatar episodes, but it's definitely top 15 or 20. Like, it is really up there as one of the most... Brilliant episodes of Avatar ever. Like, it's really everything you could possibly want. Like, not only does it kick off a mind-blowing two-part narrative to finish off the season, but it's also such a brilliant character piece really all around. The things this episode does, uh, the way it juggles, like, seven different storylines and never at any point feels overstuffed, and the way it jams so much character development in without making too much of a big deal out of it, and the way it sort of sets up the finale, which, oh boy, we will talk about that tomorrow, (laughs) like... It's such a brilliant, brilliant episode in pretty much every possible way. So, I guess let's just start off with the titular guru. Let's talk about Aang clearing out his chakras. First off, I love how they explain this concept of chakras. Guru Patik just takes Aang to this creek with the swirling pools and is like, Oh, there are places in the creek where where uh, where pearl. I can't talk. There are places in the creek where the water swirls. Uh, pools where the water swirls, kind of like the energy in our bodies. Uh, but sometimes life is messy and stuff gets caught in the creek. But if you lift out the blockage, the water <coughs> energy flows. Like, it's so instantly understandable. Like, they broke down what could have very easily been just some ridiculous mumbo-jumbo, who-even-cares concept to 
something very easily digestible. It's a very, like, it's really clever exposition. And then, uh, watching his Aang goes through all these chakras, of course. Leaps and bounds for Aang's character. So, you got the first chakra, which is blocked by fear. And apparently Aang is really afraid of the Fire Lord. Or you could say the responsibility he has to confront said Fire Lord. At least that's how I interpret this scene. And I love how they present it with this really visceral vision of the Fire Lord. That Aang then has to just basically brush aside and not think about. Basically, Aang having to face his fears because he knows he's going to have to confront the real thing in about a season. Uh, <laughs> like, he knows this is an inevitability. I have to do this. I need to swallow my fear and just accept it. And a lot of this episode is acceptance. Then you have the second chakra, blocked by guilt. And you see what Aang is guilty. It feels guilty about running away, hurting people when he's in the Avatar state. And he basically has to... This is a lot of swallowing of emotions... Basically, but he basically has to accept that he did those things. Nothing can change. It happened. Move on. So it ends up being a tremendous healing moment. Then you get to the third chakra, blocked by shame. What is Aang ashamed of? Burning Katara. And he says again, I'm never gonna firebend again. And Guru Patik's like, yeah, no, that that's stupid. You're the Avatar, you're a firebender. Just accept that. Get over the shame. Nothing bad happened, it all worked out in the end, it's fine. Just move on. <laughs> then you get to the fourth chakra. Blocked by grief. What is he grieving over? The loss of the Air Nomads. His entire people just gone in what to him was an instant. And Guru Patik has a really amazing monologue here of, and obviously I'm paraphrasing, the Air Nomads may be gone, but your love for them isn't. Love cycles. It comes up again in the form of new love. So concentrate on that. And of course, what did that love for the Air Nomads cycle into? Katara. Keep that in mind. That's gonna be a big thing later on in this very episode. 
Then he gets the fifth chakra, blocked by lies. And we go back to that amazing, amazing line right from the beginning of the series. When Katara asks why he never said he was the Avatar. Because I never wanted to be. And Guru Patik's like, yeah, no, that's, that's stupid. You're lying to yourself. Except that you're the Avatar. It's a fantastic moment. It really, really is. That very subtly closes out this huge, long-spanning character arc of Aang accepting his responsibility to the world. Really accepting his responsibility to the world. Uh, The sixth chakra, blocked by illusion. You get this really fantastic messaging of... We're all one people. The separation of the four nations is a flat-out lie, basically. Like, it is an illusion. It's a construct. It means nothing. Something that could very easily be applied to the real world. It's a nice moment that ties into something else that I'm going to talk about later. And then you have the seventh chakra that's blocked by worldly attachments, so Aang has to let go of Katara. And he actually does try. There's a solid minute where he's like, okay, I guess I'll give up Katara in service of the Avatar state. But then he gets his vision. I don't know why I'm yawning, but then he gets his vision. That Katara is in danger. And he's like, no, I can't do this. I gotta save Katara. I I have to leave. And Guru Patik gives that warning of, if you leave now, you won't be able to go into the Avatar state at all. But then Aang leaves anyway. He chooses love over power. Which is a brilliant, brilliant decision. A brilliant moment where he makes that decision. Oh my god. Everything about like the whole Chakra's plotline is great. It's absolutely fantastic. And we'll talk about that more tomorrow. Uh, we also have uh, Toph's subplot. Where she's captured by Shin Fu and Master Yu. She's in a metal box. Just trying to pound her way out. Shin Fu and Master Yu are bickering. Like as Toph (laughs) calls them an old married couple. Which is great. (laughs) And then, oh my god. Metal bending! Metal bending is introduced in this episode, and it's awesome! Oh my god, I will never not love the moment where Toph begins to learn metal bending. Begins to invent metal bending. Just starts to, like, feel the purified earth in the metal. 
and punches through it and creates this not even hole, creates this massive dent. It's awesome! It's so satisfying, especially given that we've had like two seasons now of Earthbenders can't bend metal, Earthbenders can't bend metal, metal is Earthbender's weakness. Now we see Toph, the greatest Earthbender in the world, being like, you know what? Fucking bend metal. Screw you. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> Create hole in metal. And then that final confrontation with Shinfu and Master Yu is so satisfying. Toph closing them in the cage forever, basically. <laughs> Shinfu basically saying, I'm going to be trapped in here forever with you, aren't I? I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> One of the funniest exchanges in this entire show. There's never a moment where I don't laugh at that. There's never a time when we're watching this show that I don't laugh at that. It's so great and it's so satisfying for Toph to just stand on the metal cage and be like, I am the greatest earthbender in the world. Don't you dunderheads ever forget it. And then just running off. It's great. It's awesome. I love it. It's so good. It's the greatest thing ever. And then you also have Sokka's subplot where he returns to his father. And the welcome he receives from the men of his village who left is so satisfying. It's so heart-roaming. Heart-roaming? Heart-warming, I meant to say. <laughs> and then he goes in to see his father, and Hakoda just has that big grin on his face. And it's an amazing, amazing, heartwarming reunion. I love it. Uh, and then uh, Hakoda shows Sokka around Tangle Mines, which is actually kind of a great invention, if I do say so myself. I actually kind of love it. Where the seaweed just... It just tangles up the propeller, and then the stink forces them to abandon ship. The stink and sink, <laughs> as Dakota calls it. And then it's an amazing, amazing moment where Fire Nation ships show up in the bay, and Dakota's like, okay, all you men, prepare for battle. And Sokka's like, what should I do? And Dakota's like, didn't you hear me? I said all you men, prepare for battle. Sokka has what he wants. Finally. The chance to fight alongside his father. And he has that heart-to-heart -heart with Akoda later. Where Sokka's like, I'm so proud that you now finally see me as a great warrior, like, I finally get to prove to you what a great warrior I am. And Akoda's like, I never thought you weren't. Why do you think I trusted you to defend the village while you were gone? 
Ah, great moment. Ah, oh my God, the feels. I can't handle it. And then Aang shows up and like Katara got captured and Sokka has to leave and bleh. It's bittersweet. It's a bittersweet arc. And we're 15 minutes in to this discussion, and I haven't even talked about anything that happens at Ba Sing Se. Azula's infiltration of the palace as a Kyoshi warrior. Azula, May, and Tylee sitting down with the Earth King. Oh, why am I yawning today? Why am I so tired? God damn. Uh, but Azula's infiltration and audience with the Earth King as the Earth King blabs about the whole plan to invade the Fire Nation on the day of a solar eclipse like an idiot, <laughs> like a goddamn moron, and then hatching this whole plan of launching a coup by controlling the Dai Li. So, Azula launches this genius plan. This this little bit she does is genius. Where she has Mei and Tai Li loudly confirm that they are Fire Nation spies while the Dai Li is spying on them. And then Azula just comes out and says, Good work, girls. I'm sure the Dai Li will deliver the message. They're going to deliver the message to Long Fang, basically. So she's going to get control of the Dai Li from Long Fang. Meanwhile, Katara's planning all her stuff. She's with the Council of Five, planning the invasion, getting the scrolls to the Earth King. And meanwhile, meanwhile... Zuko and Iroh launch the Jasmine Dragon, Iroh's tea shop, and Zuko's all happy. He's content. He's gotten out of his sickness and is like, you know what? This is pretty great. This is pretty great that Iroh gets to launch his tea shop. And, like, it's just this moment of happiness, of innocence. Setting up said tea shop. Go, doing the grand opening and all that. It's great. I love it. And then you get the freaking ending. Where Katara goes to the Jasmine Dragon. Sees Zuko and Iroh. Runs away. Straight to the Kiyoshi Warriors, quote unquote. And it's like, oh my god, Zuko and Iroh are in the city. And oh no, Azula. And then Azula, well, Tylee precisely, but Azula in spirit takes her out, captures her, and and Azula is standing over her like, So, Zuzu's in the city too. I think it's time we stage a family reunion. And Iroh gets invited to serve tea to the Earth King, which, yay! So happy! I'm sure there's no way this could go wrong. Like at all. And then Azula gets dragged to Long Fang's cell. And they make a deal. Bossing say for the Avatar, basically. 
and Azula's walking away all smiling because this was her plan. And then the episode ends. (laughs) There's so much I want to talk about from the next episode, but I can't yet. (laughs) I can't until tomorrow. I'm just going to end it right here before I accidentally spoil something and just say look forward to tomorrow because holy crap. (laughs) One of the best season finales of any show ever, quite frankly. It's kind of amazing. If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push up a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate it. Everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender Season 2, Episode 20. The season finale. Talk to you then.